Hey everyone, it's Cheryl and Tony, and welcome to this Monday morning edition of the Disney Drive Time Podcast. How are you this morning? I'm doing quite well. Excellent. This morning. This morning. It was a very busy weekend for us. Yep, yep. Uh, Lily had her confirmation. We got to see Isabel at home for a day. It was very nice. Lots of parties, lots of people, a a fun time. Yes, lots of socially distant people. Everyone was very good about it, so it was great. Now, right to the news. Right to the news. Um, Let's hear a recap on the episode of the Magic of Disney's Animal Kingdom. That's right. As always, we begin our news with some uh, news from the Disney Parks blog. And on it, they cover the most recent episode, episode number two of The Magic of Disney's Animal Kingdom, uh, which is a new show on Disney Plus by the National Geographic channel. Uh, That was actually a a good show. You watched that? Is that the one we watched? It did. It was the gorilla with the birthday cake. Yeah, that was cute. uh, Some eagle rays giving birth to pups. Oh, and the lion. The lioness. With the lump. She had the lump on the elbow and... uh, a good episode, a really interesting look at the behind-the-scenes stuff uh, and the care that the uh, veterinarians and animal care staff provide to the animals. It's it's all the stuff that you don't think about. You're driving through the safari and you see a lion there and you don't realize that they have to tranquilize it, bring it out, load it into a van, how many people it takes to load into a van, how they wake up when they're jostled. Uh, just very interesting to see that. You know, the logistics of moving a, a, you know, 500, 600 pound cat to the veterinarian building. Uh, So a very interesting look. If you've got Disney Plus, uh, worthy, worthy of being checked out. How long are those episodes typically? They're 30 minutes at 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 the most. most. I was thinking like 20. Yeah, they're pretty short. Okay. Um. From the Disney Parks blog, they're telling us that there is a Halloween playlist available on Spotify. That's right. It's that time of the season again. So if you would like to listen to all of your favorite spooky music, including stuff like This is Halloween from Nightmare on Christmas, Cruella DeVille from 101 Dalmatians, and one of my favorites, Grim Grinning Ghosts from The Haunted Mansion, you can check out a multitude of services that have the Disney Halloween playlist, such as Spotify, Amazon Music, YouTube, Pandora, YouTube Music, iHeartRadio, Vivo, SoundCloud, Deezer, which I've never heard of, and Tidal. <laughs> uh, so if you visit the, you can also find it on the Everything Halloween page at the Disney Parks blog as well. Great. All right. Um, there's a new foodie guide to fall treats at Disneyland's Downtown Disney. That's right. You are the foodie gals, so, so I will let you take this one. Yeah, it's not too bad. There's not that many. Excellent. So at Marceline's Confectionery, they have a mini witch candy apple, a mini witch crispy treat, um, a magic mirror crispy treat, Hades candy apple, Ursula candy apple, cinnamon marshmallow wand, and pumpkin spiced toffee. Oh, all right. Um, so I like these candy apples because they are actually really decorated. There hasn't been much really decorated for the caramel apples they were a little lame, um, the last the ones that we've seen. Okay. Uh, they don't have the whole dipped in sugar, made to look like, you know, Mickey Mouse thing going on. Um, at the Ballast Point Brewing Company, they have a short rib pot pie, a pumpkin down ale, and a pumpkin down ale float. At Black Tap, they have a pumpkin pie classic shake. And at California Churro, a pumpkin spice churro. 
Earl of Sandwich, a Caribbean jerk sandwich. I don't know why that what that has to do with the fall, but okay. Um, at Jamba, a pumpkin smash, which is a smoothie, and a Powerful antioxidant add-on products. Oh, you know, I love the antioxidant products. Yeah. At Kayla's Cake, they have mummy macaroons, which are cute and look delicious. And pumpkin cheesecake macaroons. Oh, they're macarons. I'm sorry. Macaroons are with coconut. These are macarons. Oh, really? That's the difference? Macaroons are coconut. Macaroons are like the coconut mounds. Okay. The, you know, the piles, like the haystack type things. And, um, Yeah. Macarons are the ones that are made with the egg white. It's two cookies, two egg white cookies, uh, like meringue cookies with With a filling. Right. Yeah. Um, At Naples Restaurante e Bar, they have a sundown mule and a pumpkin ravioli. At Ralph Brennan's Jazz Kitchen, a spooky booberry, caramel apple, and maple pecan creme anglaise dipping sauces. I don't understand that. They just have dipping sauces? Oh, with beignets. Ah. At Salt and Straw, they have some new flavors. The Great Candy Copia, uh, Creepy Crawly Critters, or Mummy's Pumpkin Spiced Potion. At Sprinkles, they have a pumpkin cupcake and various fall and Halloween-themed cupcakes. We went over all those things yesterday. At Tortilla Joe's Hibiscus Baccarita. I don't know what that is. Um, and at Uva Bar and Cafe, a monster burger or a trick-or-treat cocktail. And at Wetzel's Pretzels, our favorite, they have cinnamon bits with caramel sauce. Oh, nothing says holiday like cinnamon bits with pretzel sauce. With uh, what sauce? Caramel sauce. Caramel sauce. <laughs> All right. Um, in California, we were waiting for those um, guidelines, the theme park guidelines, to be released. And they put together a draft or they released a draft to the theme parks. So how did that go? Um, Well, first off, let's just remember that the guidelines were due to be out last week. They announced that on Friday. uh, Thursday. And and that was the remainder of the week. So uh, nothing came out. And that was because after getting a rough draft of it, there was some pushback from the theme parks. Um, They did not like what they saw in that first draft. So um, they have pushed back, and that leads us to our next story. Yes, and when you say pushed back, you mean uh, they've come back to the governor and said, we don't like this. Yeah, they're, they're, it's essentially, uh, even though this isn't a, a deal, they came back with a counteroffer right. or a uh, counterproposal. It was a little confusing when you first told me because when you said pushed back, I thought you meant like pushed back their reopening. Right. Um, All right, so where are we now on that? So the next story is that Governor Gavin Newsom has postponed releasing the theme park reopening guidelines due to backlash from Disneyland and other California theme parks. Um, The California Attractions and Park Association, also known as CAPA, asks state officials to not finalize plans yet, but they, they want to confer with major park operators to modify certain protocols before the final guidelines are released. This could take forever. It could. Um, So apparently under the guidelines as proposed, uh, the earliest opening date would be November 1. I mean, it's not that far away. It's not, but it's a whole nother month away. And I I think the parks are ready to go. They've got their social distancing in place. They just want the go ahead. Yeah, but I mean, as long as they could get the proper go ahead without these like weird restrictions on certain number of miles and that kind of thing, which I'm sure is a huge part of what they um, pushed back against. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
I, th- I think it's worth it to wait the month, you know, to be able to have closer to what you wanted. Right. I, I just think that the, the big sticking point for them is the fact they're they're only allowing the initial draft of the plan only allowed guests within a 120 mile radius. Yeah. That's two hours in the car. People who drive two hours in the car are not generally going to make it an overnight visit. Right. So your hotels are going to suffer. It's going to be great for the theme parks because they're going to get guests. But the ancillary industry, and I'm not even talking about the Disney resorts, um, but just any of those hotels in that area that need theme park guests to survive, because not everyone goes to a Disney resort. You know, people are going to your Marriott's. They're going to your Candy Cane Inn. They're going to your mom and pop hotels that are still in the, um, you know, the Disneyland area. And if, if you're coming from 40 miles away, you don't need to stay at a hotel. Yeah, I mean, I don't think that that's – I don't think Disney really cares about the can, about the candy cane motel. But, right. Um, I mean, that's another good point, but I don't think that's, that's Disney's issue. I think just the logistics of that for them, with so many annual pass holders being nearby, do you block out annual pass holders completely for that time? Or – I mean, what do you do? Because you've got so many annual pass holders that live outside of that radius. Right. So if you start uh, up the time again for annual pass holders, then, but they're not allowed to come, uh, you'd have to, how would you sort that out? Right. I don't know what they would do. You know, do you just not put them all on hold and then people have to buy individual tickets? I don't know. I think that's the biggest problem. Okay. All right. Um, Bob Iger seems completely annoyed with the whole thing. And so he has resigned from the California State Recovery Task Force. That's right. Bob Iger earlier last week has resigned from Governor Newsom's Economic Task task Force. Uh, This task force was put together uh, to help the state recover economically from the pandemic. Um, And, uh, you know, Mr. Iger was not happy with the way things were going. So he resigned earlier this week. They accepted his resignation, and Governor Newsom's chief of staff said, we very much re- uh, appreciate Mr. Iger's service on the task force and respect his decision to, resi- his decision to resign. So, um, What else know. are they going to say? Yeah. All right. Um, Disneyland has installed contactless, contactless security screenings, much like the ones that they installed recently at Disney World. That's right, because once they do open, they want to get people in the gates as fast as they can. And, and they don't want to have to touch stuff. You don't want no, to have to touch people's bags. No. And these new security systems are touchless, contactless security scanners. Uh, they are the same Evolve uh, technology scanners that are being used in Disney World, as Cheryl mentioned. They are in place right now for the downtown Disney district, and they will be putting them in for both California Adventure and Disneyland. Very good. A local union at Disney World has announced that there is going to be a pay raise going into effect shortly. That's right. During all this talk of layoffs and everything, Local 737, which represents hotel and restaurant workers at Walt Disney World, have announced that a pay raise goes into effect uh, as of today, which is the 4th of October, for unionized cast members. Uh, This will affect nearly 9,000 housekeeping and food beverage cast members who have already returned to work, and furloughed cast members will see this pay increase once they're back at work at all, uh, as well. Um, And they are now going to get an hourly pay rate of $16 minimum for housekeeping and a $14 minimum for most food and beverage workers. That's not bad for housekeeping. No. $16? Considering that people will also tip. Some, yeah. Some? Yeah. Yeah. 
All right. In the Magic Kingdom, a refurbished courtyard by Casey's Corner has been revealed. That's right. After months of construction, they have widened the pathway yet uh, between Casey's and the first aid station. Um, This pathway leads backstage and there's talk that it could be used as a bypass, you know, to make that easier uh, when guests get through when they need to use it for overflow crowds. Can I see that picture? Much like they do on the other side of the park uh, over by Tomorrowland where they bring the guests between uh, the Tomorrowland Terrace and the shops by the plaza. Okay, so it's right like where you go to the bathrooms. There's still a, a separate walkway to the bathrooms. And then next to it, or sort of leading to the bathrooms, it used to be, there was like trees there, right? It was there like were, a, right. It was like a round mm-hmm. planter thing with trees. Mm-hmm. And then you had to walk like around it. The area is still round. It's just now a, it's, it's just wider. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Trees are gone. Yeah. All right. Um, some things are coming back to... The Magic Kingdom, some food um, spots. The Lunching Pad is one of them. That's right. The Lunching Pad at Rocket Tower, which is in Tomorrowland, is going to be reopening October 9th. Uh, They have been closed since the uh, pandemic, and uh, that's good news for them because that's another quick service option. All right. I think also the Friar's Nook, that's in Fantasyland. Where in Fantasyland is that? It is across from Seven Dwarves Mine Train. Okay. Uh, so Friar's Nook, which is also, it's kind of right next to Winnie the Pooh. All right. Is um, that like an ice cream spot or do they, they serve they real They do food? ice cream there, but they do uh, brats and tots. Okay. And brats and tots, I guess. And uh, they, they brats. They also serve brats because they're making bratty children <laughs> in the Magic Kingdom. They capture the children That's and serve right. them back. Uh, but they have reopened as well. That is in Fantasyland near the King Arthur Carousel. It's kind of on that corner there. Uh, only some of the windows were open, and of course they have social distancing markers in place, mm-hmm. but they are reopened, and that's another option. Great. And then in... Oh, look, we have a special guest. Oh, hey, Isabel. Hi. <laughs> Say hi to all our listeners. Hello. <laughs> I'll call you back. Okay. Um, I don't know. Ten minutes. All right, bye. And that was our special guest correspondent from Yukon. <laughs> Sorry about that, everybody. Uh, all right, let's see. Where are we here? Oh, um, in Hollywood Studios, they're doing a little bit of the opposite from what they're doing over in uh, the Magic Kingdom. They are shortening some hours. Yeah, there are some changes going on over there. Uh, Ronto Roasters and Galaxy's Edge will shift their hours from 9.30 a.m. to 8 p.m. to 9.30 a.m. to 3 p.m. That's not a shift. That's not a shift. That's, that's a cut. A, yeah, that's that's a major cut. Yep. Um, Docking Bay 7 Food and Cargo will keep their regular hours of 11 to 8. Uh, Pizza Rizzo, which is over by the Muppets 3D, will move their hours from 11.30 a.m. to 6.30 p.m. Uh, and a slightly modify them to 11 a.m. to 5 p.m. So they're only losing an hour and a half worth of time. Mm-hmm. And then the Backlot Express will actually be increasing their hours uh, from 11 a.m. to 5 p.m., and their schedule used to be 11 a.m. to 4 p.m. What time? That park typically closes at like 7, huh? Yeah. Sounds like uh, from 5 to 7 is a really great time to be in that park. Mm-hmm. Sounds like there's nothing going on over there. I mean, if they're having to cut um, food options because there must not be enough demand for it. Right. All right. Um, some other things reopening. At the Ticket and Transportation Center, as well as at the Contemporary Resort, 
their Joffrey's locations have reopened. That's right. The Joffrey's kiosk at the Ticket and Transportation Center, which is uh, as you walk in to the left, as if you're heading down to the boats, um, Joffrey's Coffee and Tea Company is reopened. They also have their social distancing markers in place. Uh, so get your cup of joe there. And then over in the Contemporary Resort, there is a Joffrey's Common Grounds uh, in the lobby on the first floor. And they are open and their hours are, I believe, 6 a.m. to 1 p.m. So you can get your morning or early afternoon coffee there. Very nice. Yeah. Um, in Disney Springs, Love Pop Greeting Card Store has opened. That's right. We, we spoke about this a couple of months ago, that they were uh, bringing a location to Disney Springs. They had been in Disney Mercantile, I believe, uh, which is kind of the shared space. But now they have their own store next to the Ron John Surf Shop. Uh, and they sell greeting cards and pop-up greeting cards. So uh, check them out if you're in the area. All right. And then this was a rumor for a while, but um, it's uh, it's come true. Uh, the minivan service has been retired. Yep, all of the minivan folks were furloughed, um, and there was rumor that minivans would be coming back at some point, but there were no details. Well, now it has been mentioned that um, the service is gone. That's official, though. That's right, it's, official it's from official. Disney. It's official. Um, do you think that I can buy a polka-dotted... Um, like small SUV now? Possibly, sure. All right. If you, if you want one. Yeah, I do. I really do. They uh, had a fleet of Chevrolet painted minivans. Hmm. Yeah. See, Mulan is going to be released to some other streaming services. That's right. Beginning October 6th, uh, Mulan is going to be available on third-party video on-demand streaming services uh, for $29.99. Uh, it is available on Vudu, Fandango Now, Amazon Prime Video, and others. Uh, some of the services, like Fandango and Vudu, are offering a $3 rebate to anyone who pre-ordered the video. Um, so if you don't have Disney Plus and you want to check it out, you can check it out there. And if you do have Disney Plus, just a reminder that it will join Disney uh, streaming uh, later in December Okay. for free. All right. Yeah. And then um, at Universal Studios, their water park Volcano Bay is going to begin a seasonal closure. Yeah, they have uh, earlier this year, well, uh, last month, they shortened their week to five days a week and they were closing the park on Tuesdays and Thursdays. Uh, but they have decided now that as of November 2nd, Volcano Bay will be closed for a seasonal closure and they will reopen the water park on or before March 1st. Uh, they will take this time to conduct annual maintenance on several areas of the park and, uh, you know, use the winter months for additional maintenance. So um, you know, a lot of guests plan on this being open. Universal considers this their third ticketed park. Uh, so guests who have a three park ticket um, can have their tickets modified and, um You'll also get a retail gift card for the retail price of the ticket, uh, plus a 20% uh, discount for the, the cost difference. So Universal kind of bending over backwards um, to make people to happy. Make people yeah. happy. Yeah. I mean, I understand why they're um, cutting that. They can't have a ton of people coming in. And now with the weather getting a little chillier, they're going to have even less. So right. it doesn't make sense to have that open. But it's also very interesting that they sell a three-park annual pass. Mm. So if you have a three-park annual pass, I don't know what uh, what they're going to do. 
but they are not going to make them available for purchase until February 28th. Yeah, they'll figure something out. Sounds like they're being very fair. True. All right. All right, that's it. Uh, You have anything else to say? I do not. Excellent. So until Wednesday, I'm Tony. And I'm Cheryl. And you've been listening to the Disney Drive Time Podcast. (laughs) Ha ha!